0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Mind Muscle Connection Podcast. Today is a solo episode and I have a topic I want to go into. That topic is upper body movements that need to be in your program for muscle growth. And these are like, they're going to be, they're not like exact exercises, but they're going to be the movement patterns and whatnot, the things that you need to include. Before I dive into that though, I just want to go over a few ways you can help support the podcast. So if you are sick of just focusing on weight loss and instead want a body recomp, then my one-on-one online coaching program is for you. I hope you lose body fat and build muscle with my Body Recomp Training, Nutrition, and Lifestyle Methods. We look at things like your lifestyle and biofeedback to individualize your training and nutrition program to you and your specific needs. There's also at least one to two bottlenecks that that we figure out that are keeping you from seeing the results that you want to see. And these are going to be things outside of the training and nutrition protocol. So if you're interested in that, the link for that is in the show notes, or you can reach out to me on Instagram and we can chat about this in more detail. If you aren't interested in full coaching, I do one-on-one consultations where we troubleshoot any issues you have and or map out a game plan for the next couple of months. If you want to learn more about a body recomp, I have my 75 minute masterclass on body recomp, what it is, how to do it. And you can find that. You can find a link to that in the show notes as well. Next, you can follow me on Instagram, Jeff H O E H N underscore. And that's where I am most active on social media. So if you have any questions or anything, that's where you can reach out to me there. I also do Q and A's and things like that as well too. And then lastly, if you have found this podcast, to be helpful in any way, if you could leave a rating and review and that will help more people find this podcast. And again, I appreciate everybody that listens to this podcast. So with that out of the way, let's dive into today's topic. Are you wondering what movements need to be in your upper body training? So I got you covered today. In this episode, we're going to go over movement patterns that are in each client program and the typical volume of these as well, too. And so let's dive into that. So we're going to break this down into, so again, this is upper body movements that are in each client's muscle building program. And so we're going to break this down into the staples, things that probably should be in it, and then just things that are going to be optional based on like goals, right? So first part, category one, these are going to be our staples, right? Like these are going to be in a client's program. If they're, even if they don't have much time, again, this is, this is the foundation, right? These are going to be exercises that are probably going to hit multiple muscle groups. So again, we want this to be the staple of upper body training. Okay. So category one staples first is going to be a pushing movement. Okay. Men may opt for more chest work over women, right? Women may opt for more vertical pressing, like shoulder press or high incline pressing. So that's going to be different. So pushing is anything where you push your body away. Okay. So this can be chest work. This can be shoulder work. So like I said, men are probably going to, Typically, opt for more chest work. This isn't to say that women don't do any chest work. It's just probably a little bit less, right? So we're going to do more like bench pressing, incline pressing, fly, stuff like that for men. And then women's going to be maybe more so like bench incline pressing. And reason being is just most women don't typically care about their chest development. But we do want to get some sort of of chest work in there. And then again, like for pressing, it's probably going to be a little bit more overhead pressing for women and whatnot versus for men. So for men, I typically do about 75% of chest movement to vertical overhead movement, sometimes 100%. So what that means is for every four exercise, three of them are going to be more like chest kind of focus versus like shoulder focus, or it could be a hundred percent, depending on your goals, injury status and whatnot. Another reason I'm not a huge fan of like guys overhead pressing very often is I just feel like it becomes an ego lift and not great on the shoulders and just like the mobility aspect of it. Whereas like women generally are more cautious of their technique and they're not just like ego lifting. Again, that's general that's just generally, that's not for everybody. But again, for women, it's the opposite, right? So it's probably going to be like 75%, like overhead pressing type stuff, maybe a little bit closer to 50%, maybe 50, 50, but probably closer to 75%. Rarely is it hundred percent overhead. We're always, we're probably going to have at least one, again, like I said, incline movement or something like that in there. So examples of this are going to be incline presses. And this is included in most because it does a great job of hitting the entire chest, lower, mid and upper. So again, this is why we like to why I like to have like an incline press be the staple for chest pressing. Well, this could be things like flat presses as well. So again, any type of flat pressing, right? Barbell, dumbbell, cables, machines, whatever it may be. Fly movements. I'm a big fan of dumbbell fly pre- slash press. So it's like a kind of a combination, but you get that kind of fly movement in there. But it's not a full fly. But again, something that's really going to get that chest in the lengthened position there, like that, is is going to be key. Also, these can be overhead presses too, right? So typical volume on these are going to be about six to twelve sets a week, and we're going to do this in about two to four movements, right? So just some like caveats here, some pressing may hit your triceps slightly, but di- by direct tricep work is s- going to maximize triceps, right? So it's like, you can do some pressing again, maybe you're short on time. You can't really do any like direct tricep work. The good news is that some of this pressing will hit your triceps, right? And then all pressing is going to hit your anterior delt. So the front delt, right? So even if you're doing, this is why, and we'll get into this more. This is why I don't necessarily have everybody do overhead, like shoulder pressing, because basically any fly, any pushing movement, pressing movement is going to hit your front delts. And then like to hit the side delts, we'll do like lateral raises and stuff like that. And then rear delts, that will be like rowing and whatnot. And so the front delts get get hit a pretty good amount. So I just find that too much shoulder pressing, especially for guys can tend to be a little, just the same thing over and over again, redundant. And the big reason is because all pressing is going to hit your anterior delts there. Now they are going to hit the side delts a bit, right? More so than overhead pr- that versus like incline is probably not going to hit the side delts, right? So we do have to keep that in mind. And that's why I will do this. That's why I don't completely neglect overhead pressing as well. Okay. So next is going to be rows. Okay. So 50% of back training is going to be a row variation. Any exercise moving the weight in towards your torso, torso horizontally from straight out in front of you is going to be a row. You can bias more lat or upper back, so lat is going to be like elbows in closer to your body, not letting arms go past your body. Think about driving your hands to your hips. It's going to be a little bit more lat focus there. Upper back is going to be elbows flared out a little bit more, and we're going to have a a proud chest, okay? So any type of rowing here, cable rows, barbell row, dumbbell row, machine row, whatever you can think of here, that's going to be a rowing for the back. And these are also called like horizontal pulling movements. So again, we can make this lat bias, we can make it upper back bias. I think there was one more thing I wanted to say on this. Oh, I do like to have a lot of the rows be chest supported. I just find that's better for stability and you can really isolate your back there a little bit. Typical volume on this is about three to 10 sets a week. And again, this is going to be in about one to three exercises per week or so. So the next is pull down slash vertical pulling. So the other 50% of back training is going to be a vertical pull. So same as horizontal, you can bias lats or upper back more. Lat, again, is going to be elbows in closer to the body, hands more shoulder width apart, and you're going to drive elbows down into the hips as well too with flat focus. Upper back, again, is going to be elbows flared out more, and it's going to be like a proud chest, right? Again, typical volume on this is going to be three to 10 sets, a week, uh, one to three exercises. So again, this is going to be your lat pull downs, anything overhead and you're coming down, right? And pull-ups as well too. So with this, with vertical pulling, Some vertical pulling movements may hit your biceps slightly, but if you want to maximize biceps, make sure to do some direct bicep work. So again, now you can see where we have these staples. We hit our delts by doing some a little bit overhead pressing and regular pressing, and our triceps, right? Same thing with like flat pressing, incline pressing. We're gonna do the same thing, and then we do back. It's like we have our upper back. We have our our, we have rowing, we have pull pulling, vertical pulling where we pull down, and with that's also gonna hit a little bit of biceps. So now we and then we can bias this to where we do. Lats, upper back. And now you can see where these are why these are the staples, right? They're going to hit a lot of different muscle groups here. They're on that. So that's the staples. I do put side lateral raises in as a staple. um, And this is obviously just up to your interpretation of it and just what your view is. But I put side lateral raises in here as like a staple because vertical pressing may hit your side delts a bit. But if you want to maximize your delts, throw in some lateral raise variations. And these are in all clients' programs, unless there's like a certain injury. I will say the biggest thing with these to look out for is like activating your traps a little bit too much. I think it's fine to have some trap work, but I find that a lot of people, the way they do these, they shrug their shoulders up and then they do it and they just freaking nail their traps and they get super sore traps. So really think about pushing out to the sides and then up, right? And then also having those hands, not directly out to the side, but out in front of you a little bit tends to help a little bit. And I think watching the weight as well too, if you're just doing a ton of weight, that could also be an issue there. So typical volume on this is going to be about three to 12 sets a week. And again, we're going to do this in about one to three exercises, maybe a little bit more on that. And so with these two, tip here is if you can, if you have access to cables, I would hit these with like cable lateral raises where it's at wrist height. and I can really hit those delts in the lengthened positions. Try to bias a lot of your sets towards that. But yeah, definitely have some side lateral raises in there to really maximize your side delts. All right. So now we have category two, right? Like these are going to be in 95% of people's programs, but it's time- We have to consider time here and goals as well. But these are going to be in most people's programs, okay? So obviously biceps, right? If you want to build your arms, you need to throw in some direct work. A lot of people will be like, oh, you don't have to train your biceps. You get that through squats. You get that through uppersets. For one, you don't get it through squats. But that's taking that to the extreme. And again, you will hit your biceps a little bit and, you know, your pull downs, like we talked about, pull-ups. But it's just, if you want them to really grow, you're going to have to do some direct work on it, right? So this is going to be any form of curls. And I think the big takeaway here with this is, again, to talk about length and stuff here, don't neglect the portion of the range of motion where your biceps are stretched to the bottom. So really make sure you get some length of work in there when you can. Face away cable curls are great for this as well, too. There's a lot of application here for some cables. So again, typical volume is going to be about three to 10 sets a week. And this is direct work, right? Not not work from like your vertical pulling or anything like that. And again, we're going to do this in about one to three exercises or so. And give or take, right? Like it could be a little bit more. Same thing with the sets. Another movement that's going to be in most programs is going to be triceps, right? The triceps will indirectly get hit with any pressing movement as mentioned earlier. So if you are short on time, your baseline will be covered there. However, if you do want to get bigger arms and you do really want to work on your triceps, it's a good idea to throw in some triceps exercises into your routine, specifically tricep extensions. It's probably a good idea to find at least one or two exercises that hit the triceps in their lengthened positions. Things are going to be overhead. Again, cables are going to be your friend here on this dual cable overhead, single arm cable overhead if you don't have access to it, that's fine. We can make it work with dumbbells, but those are probably going to be your best bets on that. And again, we want this to be about three to 10 sets a week and one to three and within one to three exercises there. Okay. And then the last category, just to sum it up, we have our staples, we have our pressing movements, we have our rowing movements, we have our pull downs, pull up movements, we have our bicep. Those are the staples. Then for our, and then side lateral raises are also going to be part of the staple. And then for things that are in 95% of client programs, we have biceps and triceps. Again, we want to really build out those arms. And now we have category three, and this is going to be on an individual basis if we have these in, okay? Everything on this list is based on individual, what they want, and if they have time to do it, right? If they don't like training traps, we're probably not going to do that. If they don't want to have bigger traps, we're not going to do it. If they do want bigger traps, we may throw this in, and if they have the time to do it, right? So somebody that doesn't want to grow their traps, they don't have a lot of time, we're not going to throw traps. We're not going to throw direct trap work in there. So we have traps forearms and abs. So again, abs, it's why is that? Why would that not be in every program? The abs will grow, That not grow. They. The, you can maintain your ab muscle by bracing and using it in my like compound movements. Now, is that going to get your ab muscles to develop? No, but I do find that these need to be, you need to have the time for them. I wouldn't place them above anything else. I wouldn't. Now, obviously it's based on the individual and what you want, but if you're skipping out on the bicep and tricep work to do ab work, I think you probably need to reevaluate your goals there a little bit. But again, I'm not, going to sit here and tell you what your goals are. I just would reconsider that. So again, these are going to be thrown in on an individual basis there. Forearms, same thing. Wrist curls, there's not a lot of different exercises you can do with that. Forearms are going to get hit pretty regularly, but if you want them to specifically grow, you should hit them directly. Same thing with traps as well. We could also throw rear delts in here. Now, they're going to get hit in like your pulling movements and especially your upper back pulling movements, but if you do want them to grow a little bit more, it might not be a bad idea to do some direct rear delt work. So that's it for the upper body, right? Those are the main things. Those are going to be what's in all clients' upper body programming. We have our staples. We have ones that are in most of the programs, and then we have things that we need on an individual basis. So that's it for this episode. If you guys have any questions on this, let me know, and I will chat with you next time. Thank you for listening. If you want more free content like this, follow me on Instagram at jeffh91 underscore or visit jhealth.net. See you next time.